This is Future Health, a podcast on trends in the patient journey, what to expect in the next three to five years. The podcast is produced by the Advertising Research Foundation's Pharma Council, whose mission is to identify marketing and research challenges in the pharma industry and develop strategies to deal with them. I'm Jay Matlin, the director of the ARF Council Program. In this episode, we're taking a look at the future patient journey by focusing on Gen Z. Earlier this year, consulting firm Oliver Wyman issued a report on Gen Z, calling it, quote, the generation changing everything. According to a more recent trends report from Horizon Media's Y Group, Gen Z is also making its mark on the healthcare industry. Their report identifies a trend that has been particularly strong among Generation Z, which they call crowdsourced RX. What does this mean for the patient journey in healthcare marketing, including pharma marketing? We'll discuss that with our guest, Maxine Gorevich, Senior Vice President of Cultural Intelligence at Horizon Media. Welcome, Maxine. Thank you so much for having me. So tell us, what does crowdsource RX mean? Yeah. Um, so this really means kind of a change in the, the healthcare journey, like you mentioned, um, with this sort of new generation coming in and expecting that, you know, they're looking for solutions to their pain, their ailments, you know, anything they're struggling with from a mental health perspective to a physical health perspective through the crowd, through an expert crowd. And that is really first and foremost, social media. And that's where they're going to first before they're even going to see a doctor. Um, and in some cases, it can even replace a doctor's appointment. So that's really why we felt like that word crowdsource was was really important in terms of naming this trend, because it is really very much dependent on their community and the trust they have within their social media community, because that's actually being replaced by the trust they have in, in their healthcare system. Uh-huh. So, well, how did you uncover this trend? Can you tell me about the research behind it? So what we do is uh, our trend spotters really kind of embrace an art and science in terms of our research. So we are constantly monitoring uh, social media trends. We are uh-huh. doing qualitative research, analyzing tags that are bubbling up, content trends um, that are really kind of prevalent across social media channels, Mm -hmm. Um, on top of which we have our own proprietary research panel. Uh, Uh, So we are constantly surveying over a thousand people at a time. This particular report did survey a thousand people across the U.S., reflective of representative of age, gender, and ethnicity. So we are not just spotting trends in the world and, and kind of you know, lifting our finger in the air, we're really making sure that we're talking to real people that are experiencing these shifts in in the market and in the world. Okay, so our prior podcast episode was about shortages of HCPs. Is that what's driving this trend? Or is it about access or cost or confusion with the medical system? Or to use the word you used before, is it about trust? It's about all of those things, right? It's oh. never going to be one force that is shifting a cultural trend. We believe that there are many cultural forces or key driving forces that that kind of change behavior and sort of reflect change. And so uh, you hit mostly all of them. But I think, you know, with Gen Z, who grew up 
on social media. Social media is their prime time media, right? That is where they're going all day, all night. And so that access that they have to content and their community members is merging with the lack of trust in the industry. We have another report uh, that recently came out called Path to Health. Um, and mm -hmm. that report surfaced that over one in three adults, even half of those under 40, feel that the healthcare system is really kind of failing them and it is not mm -hmm. made for them. Mm -hmm. And that's the other reason that I really want to stress is that it's not made for them. There is this sort of expectation of products and services and people and interaction being personalized to you, to who you are. The healthcare uh -huh. system is not doing that. It's failing the younger generation in many different ways, but they don't feel seen and they, they don't feel heard and access in general is, is a hurdle for them. Is mental health a factor here too? We see stories about mental health and, and Gen Z and the stresses that they're under that are, seem to be particularly strong in, in their cohort. Is that a factor Absolutely. too? Absolutely. Yeah. So a recent study from the U.S. Surgeon General actually showed that 40% of college students report to be too depressed to function most days. Mm. And that levels of depression, I think we all know, have risen we've seen the highest number in the Gen Z than we ever have before in any younger generation. Um, and that is happening for a couple of different reasons, one of which, of course, is the isolation from the pandemic. Mm -hmm. uh, but it is the key factors that they are the most diverse generation we've ever had. Mm -hmm. And that diversity doesn't mean just ethnically diverse. It means gender diversity. They are uh, one in four young adults are, you know, consider themselves to be part of the LGBTQ community and they have different needs and they might be struggling with coming out. They might live in a state that doesn't support their rights. And so they're going to find these communities online to get that support and basically fill that gap that they're not getting in their local communities. Well, you've already mentioned a number of different ways in which Gen Z's experiences have been different. Is there anything else that you that you found about Gen Z that makes this crowdsourced Rx trend particularly strong with them? Yes. Yeah, so um, one of the things that came up in our research was that they over-index on just a lack of trust in finding the provider and feeling like mm -hmm. the provider doesn't get them or they sort of feel ostracized by them. And the uh -huh. other part where they over-index was just not understanding where to start. It's very complex. The system is very confusing for them. It's easier for them just to go to TikTok sometimes, quite honestly. Uh, um, so that was really interesting. And the other uh, kind of interesting stat we found was that they end over index, 78% of them are willing to go to treatment at their local drugstore versus going to see a doctor for a matter of convenience. And that includes also telehealth services. So uh -huh. they are a generation that is, you know, somewhat impatient. Everything is on demand. Everything needs to happen now. They're struggling to get an appointment. They're struggling to find the right provider that, that they feel will hear them in, you know, the problems that they're experiencing and the, and the ailments that they're experiencing. And so, you know, that is telling because you are seeing a, a real rise in, pharmacies and drugstores offering sort of a wellness offering, right? You see uh -huh. Costco merging with a telehealth company now and offering telehealth services for anyone with or without insurance for $25. And that's going to be a, something we're really going to see, 
I think, over the course of the next decade or so. So you've talked about a few ways that Gen Z is managing their health care differently. They're more likely to opt to go to their pharmacy. They're more interested in and more open to telehealth. Uh, and they also turn more to social media. Can you tell us more about those trends and how strong they are and how prevalent it is and and any other nuances that uh, you've found in your research? Sure. Um, so one in two, half of, of young adults told us that they turned to influencers online for almost all of their health and wellness advice. First. Half of them turned half influencers them. online for health first. and wellness advice. Yes. Okay. Which is really an extraordinary number. And a couple of interesting content creators, you know, that we represent or we focus on in the in the report show a really interesting shift because it's not necessarily anyone can have a voice in these communities. There's sort of these like elevated experts. Now they come from a place where they have lived experience. And that's the key because that is where they feel seen and heard. And they say, oh my God, that's me in a nutshell. They're describing everything I've been feeling and thinking and I can't articulate and my doctor probably won't understand me. So you have influencer experts rising across these social platforms. For example, Dr. Darren, he's a board certified ER doctor. And after he goes through a medical treatment or an operation, he gets in his car and he talks about the process and he breaks down for in a very entertaining way, I might add, you know, what the patient came in with, what their symptoms were. And he creates content around, okay, you know, in the next series, I'm going to tell you how I demystified all of these symptoms and helped her recover. And so while people are watching him, um, learning from him, uh, they're also trying to understand how to clarify their own diagnosis. So when you said half of this generation is looking to social media and for influencers, I think you said specifically for help with medical problems. We're not just talking about random 18 year olds who happen to have a particular problem that they have or celebrities. You're talking about some, some influencers that actually know what they're talking about with respect to these, to these conditions and diseases as well. Yes, definitely. That's what we're seeing is sort of influencer experts on the rise. You know, of course, there is a lot of crap out there when it comes to untrusted sources of information on social. Obviously, there's no filter to understand what is a trusted source. And that, I think, is an opportunity, by the way, for the category and for marketers, because building that healthcare trust in the platforms that they're going to first is a massive opportunity to connect with this generation. But at the same time, you know, you do see your everyday kind of person talking through their healthcare journey. And it's not necessarily like they're coming from a place of, I recommend this, but they're just coming from a place of like, listen, this happened to me. I want to share this in case every, anyone else is feeling this way. Mm -hmm. um, and we're seeing that through a lot of content within the neurodivergent space, because it's a, it's a very kind of gray area. It's very difficult to treat. Um, and a lot of people are speaking out uh, within this space. So, does Gen Z or the members of Gen Z see crowdsourced RX, as you describe it, as a temporary fix for them? Or do you see them sticking with these behaviors for the future? As this is absolutely going to stick with them in the future, oh. especially because it's cemented at such a young age. This mm -hmm. is the norm for them. 
So this is really important that marketers understand that this isn't a trend. This isn't a fad. We specifically make sure that we are tracking trends that we we see will have longevity here. And this is absolutely one of them. I think that, you know, maybe a decade or, you know, 20, 15 years ago, everyone was going to WebMD first. Yeah. Everyone was maybe Google searching. That is completely changed in terms of where Gen Z is going and spending their attention. They're going to visually based platforms, first and foremost. TikTok is surpassing search beyond Google for this generation, and that's not going away. So it is polarizing for marketers. I think it's scary to feel like you might not have any control on these platforms. And that's the reality. But there are opportunities there. You talked about some of the ways in which healthcare companies can address the concerns of this generation and leverage the crowdsourced Rx phenomenon. How can pharma companies in particular find influencers that are appropriate and that will, will help them? So it's, it's a difficult process. I, I won't lie. It is not something, you know, you have to be embedded in the social channels. You, I know a starting point is to search based on a particular healthcare element and see what's rising to the top. You have to do a little bit of, you know, a lot of research actually to get a better understanding of who is actually trusted in this space. But oftentimes, and this is a shameless bug, but we do have a content creator team that is specializes uh, in finding the right creators for your brand. Most of the time, you do have to work with an agency that specializes in this just because there's a lot out there. Oftentimes, you think they're the right person and they're really not. And it just it can open up an entire can of worms. So I would recommend working with a content agency. Well, so how is Crowdsourced Rx and Gen Z? likely to affect the management, delivery, and marketing of healthcare in the future? Yeah, so I think that it's imperative that systems are in place from providers to provide exclusive and, and personalized experiences. And that might mean having experts on hand that have suffered with really maybe unique ailments or that are representative of the BIPOC community or even the LGBT community that can speak to people from a human perspective. That is what people are, especially younger generations, they're lacking. They don't feel seen or heard, as I mentioned before. So really making sure that you have a really providers or specialists or experts that feel that are that basically are representative of, of the Gen Z audience. I think another uh, opportunity is engaging, as I said, with Gen Z patients on platforms where they're spending most of their time. Um, there is an opportunity to create, you know, first to market paid creator network that are filled with trusted physicians. Maybe they it's a TikTok channel where it's trusted, provides trust, trusted counseling, doctors, and also helping to kind of demystify all of the, just navigating the complex system. So you mentioned a couple of things that marketers can do in this space. Um, is there anything else you can think of that healthcare companies can do in the face of the crowdsourced Rx trends that you've been talking about? Yeah, I think when thinking about creating content in these spaces, which you I think is imperative at this point, and creating even digital services that are more tailored to people's needs, uh, building trust is really kind of key. 
content that is approachable, but also entertaining. That is really where we're seeing the biggest kind of blur within the crowdsourced RX is that it's not just technical, it's emotional and it's entertaining. Um, so just having that, you know, being aware of the formats of those platforms and and working with content creators that do have that expertise. You know, you don't necessarily have to work with a creator that doesn't have the credentials. There are many that do have those credentials and they have natural followings where their people that follow them do trust them. Is it just a matter of, of social platforms uh, or are there other uh, organizations that can help to uh, leverage the crowdsourced RX trends to provide better healthcare for Gen Z? You mentioned uh, pharmacies before, for instance. Yeah, pharmacies, absolutely, in terms of access and ease. I think also insurance companies can do better uh-huh. with providing maybe microsite or a site that helps people find providers that empower their voices and that are culturally sensitive. Blue Cross Blue Shield actually did this and um, uh-huh. partnered with an organization called Health in Her Hue. And that was a free platform that connected Black women with culturally sensitive providers. Uh, Black uh-huh. women actually over-index on feeling like they are getting the appropriate uh, attention that they need. So it doesn't have to be just social, but I think taking inspiration from those social channels and seeing how those communities are coming together can really inspire new products and innovation as well. So the term crowdsourced RX, use that term. It's not just that this is a generation that is more heavily invested in social media. It also implies uh, that there's a fair amount of interaction between members of the generation, that they rely on each other to some degree, that there's there's the wisdom of crowds that they're following. Is that part of this trend as well? Yes, absolutely. I think, you know, that is a, that's a core component. This is just sort of a natural way of being for them, reaching out to their community. Oftentimes, they're connected now with people they probably never even met, but they feel so mm. strongly bonded to them. In fact, we're seeing kind of a shift in social media from a social-based graph to an interest-based graph. And what that really means is that they're not actually connecting based on people they know. They're connecting on people that have the same interests as them. And that's really changing and shifting the way that they're connecting with each other. Uh-huh. But you've mentioned the term trust a number of times in the course of our conversation. So that trust in, in a crowdsourced RX environment can be based on commonalities of interest, commonalities of issues and problems, regardless of whether or not there's ever been any direct interaction between the members of the crowd. Yes. Uh-huh. It is about feeling seen. That's actually a hashtag. I'm seen, I feel seen, um, this is me. Those are key phrases that often come up in those conversations. And it is one of those feelings that they have of like, aha, that is it. That is exactly what I have. Um, and I, I've i actually been told stories when we've been talking to Gen Z that you know they diagnosed themselves uh, and realized that they had ADD and then went to their doctor and said, oh, I have all of these symptoms that they learned from TikTok followers or people that they were following on TikTok and said, I think, you know, do I have ADD? These are my symptoms. And then they were able to get the right treatment. And that I think is really a complete change in the medical journey 
is mm. such a different way to self-diagnose and then get getting the support they need. At the end, the doctor, some most of the time, is the last stop. Uh-huh. So the future patient journey then may involve more self-diagnosis based on the wisdom of, of crowds. I mean, the, the, the degree to which people in the United States are turning to social platforms to help them figure out what they have and what's wrong and what they need to do. Yeah, and I think looking to the future, look, we can't talk about this without talking about ChatGPT. You know, mm-hmm. that's not going away. And ChatGPT mm-hmm. is a system that is built on crowdsourced information, mm-hmm. right? It's not it's not information that comes from a person. It is all crowdsourced, um, and that's the that's the future. And I think you know, there's a really telling example recently was in the news where um, a young mom, I believe she was a young millennial. Um, had a three-year-old son who was dealing with chronic pain, chronic migraines and headaches. And she went to 17 doctors that couldn't figure out what was wrong with him. And then she mm. put all of her symptoms in ChatGPT and ChatGPT found the diagnosis. And she went to one really? doctor and said, oh, is this what he has? And they said, oh, yes, that's what that uh, is the future uh, to me. So Maxine. If anybody in our audience would like to learn more about these trends, where can they find your report? Absolutely. So uh, you can find all of our thought leadership pieces and our top trends report on horizoncatalyst.com. So please check out our website and reach out to me if you're interested in having us walk you through anything. Well, thank you very much, Maxine. Is there anything else you'd like to tell us about Crowdsourced Rx and Gen Z? If there's Three things to take away from this is just to make sure you have an inclusive and approachable perspective and approach to this generation. Embrace crowdsourcing. Don't be afraid of it. Uh, it is a very different way to think about healthcare right now. And make sure that you earn their trust. That's very interesting, Maxine. Thanks very much. Thank you so much for having me. Maxine Gurevich is Senior Vice President of Cultural Intelligence at Horizon Media. I'm Jay Matlin. Thank you for joining us. This has been Future Health, a podcast on trends in the patient journey, what to expect in the next three to five years. If you would like to learn more about the ARF Council Program, please visit our website, thearf.org backslash communities backslash and click on councils. You can also follow the Advertising Research Foundation on Facebook or on Twitter at the underscore ARF. Our producer is Monique Nazareth, and our audio engineer is Danielle Bruno. Please join us again for future health podcasts from the ARF Pharma Council in the coming months. I'm Jay Matlin.